0: Hello and welcome to another edition of play me or fade me and thank you for joining us as always well Monday wasn't my finest day that's for sure you can't get too high you can't get too low and you need to keep your emotions in check when the family's around and for me somehow some way even though the kids were home from school no school on Monday and my son didn't have to work I got yelled at the most in the house. I know I'm the third child, but yeah, I'm in the doghouse after what happened on Monday. So let's recap the losing card for you. In the NFL, I finally make money. How about that? I go 2-1 and one on the prop bets. I cash on Julio Jones and Devontae Smith, by two eagle receivers. They go over the number, and I get those tickets home. My losing prop was Dalton Kincaid. Should have bet the yardage prop. Instead, I bet the over three and a half receptions. I don't regret the bet. I regret the results, of course. He had six targets, even probably a couple more that he drew a penalty on. So probably had eight targets in the game finishes with three receptions. So I just miss on that one. Then the sides go one and one felt good about the bills. They cash at the minus 10 bad read by me on the Eagles minus the three. They get crushed by Tampa Bay. So congrats, Tampa fans. I fade you and you beat me yet again. And good news for you, you may want to pack your bags for the NFC Championship game because I absolutely love Detroit next week, minus the six against Tampa Bay. Uh, Let's go through the rest of the card. I don't even want to talk about college basketball because that's what got me in the doghouse. Starting with the 11 o'clock Central game, I had Canisius minus the two against Fairfield. I don't know if they were outside shoveling snow, clearing the parking lot for the fans before the game. They look tired. They look lethargic. And they got off to a terrible start down 19 at halftime. They just got blitzed at home. And I lost that ticket. Two hours later, I had Harvard minus the three at home against Brown. It was deja vu all over again. The Crimson were down 17 at halftime. So I'm screaming. I'm mad. My wife is sending me comfort food because she knows I look just absolutely miserable and depressed with how those two basketball games played out. Fast forward to the evening session. It's Minnesota and Iowa. She joins me to watch the game together. The Gophers get out to a 10-1 lead. She's all excited, looks at me and says, why aren't you happy? You've been complaining all day that your teams get off to a terrible start. And I said, well, hey, we're playing Iowa. They average 87 points per game. So a nine-point lead over them is like nothing. It could be gone in two minutes. She throws up her arms, says, I can't watch basketball with you. Nothing makes you happy. She goes upstairs to read a book, watch a movie. Uh yeah, and I'm in the doghouse. Minnesota goes on to lose the basketball game, so that's adding insult to injury. I had to go to the gym afterwards, blow off some steam for an hour because I was so, so frustrated with how the maroon and gold played in that basketball game. Then the final game of the card for me was Southeast Louisiana. They lose two. So I go 0 and 4 in college basketball, lose the Twitter vote because I gave you no winners. That's a really bad day there. At least the coin flips worked out. I cash in the NBA and the NHL to salvage a five and seven day. Could have been a lot worse, but uh never fun to lose that many college basketball games. So new day here on Tuesday. I'll try to battle my way out of the doghouse. Probably have to buy some chocolates and flowers here. So here we go. We start in the Atlantic Ten. It's Duquesne minus the three and a half against Richmond. So the Dukes of Duquesne are off to a disappointing nine and six start. 0 oh, three in the conference. They packed the house on Friday night. They thought they had a fighter's chance to knock off Dayton, but they ended up losing by ten. So this team, this was a team with high expectations coming into the season. They were picked fourth in the Atlantic 10 versus 11th for Richmond coming into the season. But the Dukes are now 0-3 in conference. They're at home, and I like desperate teams. Now, how about this? Duquesne has lost five consecutive games at home to Richmond, so the Spiders have had their number. Last win over the Spiders at home was all the way back in 2012. I like that little extra motivation to end the losing streak. Richmond, on the other hand, is 11-5 on the season. 3-0 in the Atlantic 10, six straight wins, including a road win at Loyola of Chicago. Duquesne has played the 69th-ranked schedule in the country. Richmond's had more of a cupcake schedule, 231st in the nation. So the tougher schedule, the desperate team at home, I'll lay the 3.5 with the Dukes of Duquesne at home over Richmond. Next up on the card, we go to the Big Ten. It's Indiana plus the 10.5 against Purdue. So it's my annual Bob night. I'm sick and tired of losing to Purdue game. Believe it or not, Indiana won both meetings last year, including 79-74 in Bloomington. This might give Purdue a little extra motivation tonight, not something that I like to see, given the fact that they are one of the best teams in all of college basketball again. On the road this year, Purdue is one and two, losing to Northwestern and Nebraska. They beat Maryland by 14, Unfortunately for me, Indiana's the lowest-ranked team in that bunch. Mike Woodson used an old Bob Knight technique last week, benching veteran point guard Xavier Johnson. He didn't respond well against Minnesota, scoring just two points, but tonight will be the telltale story since this is the game of the year for Indiana. The other question, will where the big sophomore center for Indiana rise to the occasion against the best player in all of college basketball? Indiana is 12-5 and five on the season. The resume is weak, but motivation is high at home. I'm going to grab the points. We have yet to see the best version of Indiana basketball this season. Tonight, I think we do. Give me the Hoosiers at home, plus the 10-and-a-half against Purdue. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, plus. Terms and conditions apply. website for details. Next up, we go to the Big East. It's Seton Hall plus the one and a half against St. John's so I love listening to the inside the huddle with Rick Patino. I loved his passion after the one-point loss to Creighton. He hates the world after losing, and so do I. He said that he would rather die of frostbite. Well, I won't go quite that far, since I still don't think I have feeling in my toes after walking outside to get the mail today. The Red Storm are getting better and better. You can just see it. They're 12-5 and five on the season. The one-point loss at Creighton, the four-point loss at UConn, Plus, they have road wins at Villanova and West Virginia. First glance, I wanted to back Patino, but Shaheen Holloway also deserves a ton of credit for how well the hall has been improving. They opened five and four on the season, had a home loss to Rutgers mixed in there, plus eight or more point losses to USC, Iowa, and Baylor. Since then, though, they're seven and one with the lone loss at Xavier. They have three conference road wins at Providence at Georgetown, at Butler. That deserves respect. We all know Conference Road wins are not easy. This is going to be a heavyweight fight tonight. Seton Hall is tied for the top spot in the Big East at 5-1, and one. and yet they are the underdog with home wins already this season over both UConn and Marquette. Don't sleep on Seton Hall. These last eight games are no fluke. Give me the Pirates at home, plus the one-and-a-half over St. John's. Next up on the card, we go to the SEC. It's Arkansas, plus the three and a half against Texas A&M. So I love Buzz Williams and Texas A&M. I was jumping up and down after the big win over Kentucky on Saturday. I firmly believe that the Aggies will make some noise in March, but this handicap is all about Eric Musselman. Is he the boy that cried wolf? Well, after a 22-point loss at Florida on Saturday, I was ready to pull out the tissue for him. He never plays zone. He said he finally gave up and played zone since his team was unwilling or unable to guard anyone. He played 10 guys from his bench. He gave the old Norman Dale speech from the Hoosiers telling us how proud he was of the effort in the end for the players on the floor. Maybe he's right. Maybe this time he doesn't have the talent, but I've seen this story before. In 2021, Arkansas lost by 31 to Alabama. Dropped to two and four in the SEC. Musselman told us at that time it would be a long season, and he was right. Arkansas played deep into March before losing in the Elite Eight. That wasn't what he meant, but that was the result. In 2022, Arkansas opened 0 and three in the SEC, just like this year. They had a 10 and five record, not enough talent. But once again, they turned it on and they advanced to the Elite Eight. Last year, you guessed it, terrible start. One and five in the SEC. No defense, no shooters. Yep, they beat Illinois and Kansas in the Big Dance. Arkansas was preseason number three in the SEC. Musselman is one of the best in the business. They're nine and seven overall. They're zero oh and three in the SEC. Trust the process. It's go time. Arkansas is down, but they're not out. I'm grabbing the three and a half today with the Razorbacks at home over Texas A&M. So that's it for college basketball. Now to my coin flips. In the NBA, I selected the Denver Nuggets at the Philadelphia 76ers. Total of 227. Tails it is. I'm on the under 227 between the Nuggets and the 76ers. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the New York Islanders at the Winnipeg Jets. Total of six. Tails it is. I'm on the under six between the Islanders and the Jets. So that's my card for a Tuesday. I'll recap it here in just a moment. But once again, if you're watching a game with a significant other, try to be happier than I was. That's the moral of the story today. I'm in the doghouse. I got to find my way out of it now. Plus, I need to win some games. That'll kind of help the uh, old psyche, I guess. So here we go. In college basketball, I'm on Duquesne, minus the three and a half against Richmond. I'm on Indiana, plus the ten and a half against Purdue. I'm on Seton Hall, plus the one and a half against St. John's. I'm on Arkansas, plus the three and a half against Texas A&M. Those are some great basketball games to watch here tonight as well. NBA, I'm on the Nuggets and the 76ers under the 227. NHL, I'm on the Islanders and the Jets under the six. So that's my card for Tuesday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.